Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. It's October 10th, 1940, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali. The Retrospectors. Scratch and Sniff was one of the few literary novelties of my youth that I've not pursued into adulthood. But today in history, <laughs> in 1940, the cinematic ancestor of that incredible technology, Centervision, was showcased alongside the screening of a proper movie, sort of, for the first time. Yeah, and like most retrospectors topics, it happened at a World's Fair, specifically <laughs> the New York World's Fair this time. Um, and this was the invention of a guy called Hans Lauber, who is sometimes described as being a professor or an odorologist, but the consensus seems to be he was actually an advertising executive from Zurich, who paired up with a financial backer called Robert Bart to create a 35-minute film called Mindhaub, My Dream, which was there to demonstrate Centervision. He was apparently uh, the inventor of a piece of machinery that removed stale and bad-smelling air from theatres and auditoriums in the late 1930s, which does totally fit with my mental image of how the 1930s smelled. But eventually <laughs> it occurred to him that he could do the reverse of that and inject nice smells into large enclosed spaces. And so he developed this system that piped scents through a network of tubes to the back of each individual seat in a movie theatre and then released those smells just near each cinema-goer's nose. Yeah, well, kind of nice smells. I mean, if you look at the odours that were released during this 35-minute film on this day, uh, there were roses, you know, which was rose oil and peaches, um, but also burning incense. Now, I know that incense is an evocative smell. I mean, I don't want to completely discredit this idea because we're about to discredit the business model, I'm sure. Um, I've (laughs) been to see a theatrical production of The Crucible where they burned incense, and it really, like brought the atmosphere on, you know, smelling something right. like that while something dramatic's happening. But it's not pleasant. Like, it's the smell of when you walk past one of those weird shops in Glastonbury, you're like, oh, get me out of here. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. also hot tar he had floating into the theatre, fresh-cut hay, <laughs> frying bacon. I mean, they might be nice individually, but taken all together, one of the big criticisms of, of his technology was it was creating what people called olfactory fatigue. Just too yeah. many smells, too much all at once. Also, if you came into the second or third session, you could imagine that the whole room was just <laughs> filled with this, like, peach, tar, bacon, hay yeah. mashup that would have been really <laughs> unpleasant even to start with. Well, yeah, that had been the main complaint around most of the forerunners of Centervision, which had involved pumping the smell directly into the auditorium, which obviously became quite overpowering and the smells inevitably started to mingle. So what Lauber had done that he thought you know, made this different was, as you mentioned, Aaron, that each smell was pumped to you directly in your seat via these tiny tubes. The issue being that 
This technology had been used before to create what we would call vibes. It was first attested in 1868 when London's Alhambra Theatre used vaporizers to spritz their auditorium with Rimmel perfume during a sequence of a Boxing Day ballet called The Magic Acorn Tree. But again, that was just about creating one magical moment. One vibe, yes. This is it, isn't it? Because you think yeah. about like theme park analogies now... I just, that's why I don't want to discredit the idea because it gets used all the time to create an atmosphere. Like if you go and see, I don't know, at Disney World, a stage show based on Tarzan, you would expect to walk into that theatre and it smell like the forest, right? It's going to have like some sort of pine thing going on. But that's because five minutes later on the same stage, you don't have Mulan. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it stuck out as an odd idea at the 1939 World's Fair in New York. You could imagine that if you were a Hollywood producer and you were in the World's Fair in 1939, I mean, in that era, perhaps the idea of being gassed in your seats wouldn't have seen that tenting, but you would have thought, <laughs> yes, I could bring this to my spectacular productions. And that was the thought of Mike Todd Sr., who was a proper Hollywood producer. You might remember him as Elizabeth Taylor's third husband. Uh, he went on to make Around the World in 80 Days was his biggest movie. He was there in 1939 and never forgot this experience of seeing Laub's technology. No, that's right. And 20 years later, he then decided that it would be a good idea to bring back this particular technology. But unfortunately, he died in a plane crash in 1958. Pump in the smell of hot ash and burning pork. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> that's what he would have wanted, Arya. <laughs> that's so distasteful. That it, just, it just works. Um, <laughs> but after his son had got over the terrible, terrible smell and, and trauma, um, he then decided to pick up the mantle and continue this project. And he actually hired back Hans Lauber to come up with an improved version of Centervision. And so one of the problems with the original system was that it relied on the projectionist to release the smells in the proper order at the proper time. But to eliminate any possibility of human error, he devised this thing called a smell brain, which released each smell automatically. So you had these bottles loaded with scents that sat on a rotating drum in the order that they were meant to be released into the theatre. And then you had a smell track, which was like a soundtrack <laughs> that you used. Electromagnetic- it's so funny to have all of this quasi-scientific <laughs> innovation around a product that literally nobody wants. I it? know, yeah, but just <laughs> as soon as they showed it to anyone they went nah don't like it Um, anyway so that used these electromagnetic cues to tell the smell brain when to release each scent and as soon as one was discharged it would move to the next and so on and Mike Todd Jr. was also responsible for having Centervision rebranded as Smellervision and my first thought was why wasn't Hans Lauber calling it Smellervision from the start and I guess it's maybe he was Swiss so the Mm. pun didn't occur to him Uh, somebody later asked Todd why he hadn't chosen a more dignified name for the technology and he said I don't understand how you can be dignified about a process that introduces smells into a theatre. <laughs> <laughs> well, I quite liked the uh, term that Variety used in their coverage of the time, which was smell a rule picks, which I love. <laughs> <Nice>. um, <laughs> there's a craze for smell a rule picks because it wasn't just the development of uh, Mike Todd Jr.'s film, which became known as Scent of Mystery at this period. In the late 1950s, this was the time that a rival uh, smell-o-vision technology, Aroma-rama, began uh, from uh, another entrepreneur, Charles Weiss, who promised, quote, odours of grass, earth, exploding firecrackers, a river, incense, burning torches, horses, restaurants, 
the scent of a trapped tiger, and many more. <laughs> the scent of a trapped tiger. How do they smell different to loose tigers? It's absolutely bizarre how this technology that nobody wanted managed to have its own VHS Betamax wall. Right. No. You're like, which one of these will fail first? Let's find out. It was also apparently quite distracting to see the audience sniffing around to try and get the smells. So yeah. you'd be sitting there watching the film and people around you'd be like... <laughs> You know, like it's bad enough people <laughs> munching on popcorn and chatting and smoking in those days, but actually sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I must say, Scent of Mystery, at least, had some cool stuff about it, at least in the way that they attempted to incorporate the whole business of smell into the plot. So you did have some smells in the movie that had no relevance to what was going on on screen, other than that it was an indication of what you were seeing. Shoe polish, hot chocolate, freshly baked bread, apparently. These were just kind of background smells. Background smells, but for foreground visuals which caused a problem when the film was released in theatres that hadn't spent up to one million dollars to install smell-o-vision and were just showing it in Cinerama because it was like why is there a close-up of some bread for 20 seconds (laughs) what's that got to do with this scene well it would have made sense to the people who were watching it in smell-o-vision because they were also being tipped off to the true identity of the you know Sorry to give you spoilers all these years later, everyone, but the, the murderer smokes a pipe and right. there's a there's a sort of a key moment towards the beginning where this truck goes past, almost kills a woman, and one of the observers, the main character, soon realises that this was actually a murder attempt, sets off to find the killer and has the experience of smelling again, the same smell that happened when the truck went past, which was this uh, the smell of a, a tobacco pipe. And later on in the movie, he finds the, the culprit and his smoke a pipe. And this led to a great joke from a comedian at the time called Henny Youngman who said, I didn't understand the film, I had a cold. (laughs) (laughs) And also, worth saying, this film starred Elizabeth Taylor. I mean, obviously she was Todd's former stepmother, even though... Even more briefly than her Flintstones cameo. Yeah, (laughs) well, she was actually three years younger than Mike Todd Jr., despite the fact that she had briefly been his stepmother. Peter Laurie and Daniel Elliott. So, like, it had a good And Diana Dawes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was good it's, not bad. it's like, you know, James Bond with smells was obviously what they were going for. Yeah, I mean, what do you think of the two approaches? I think, even though Lauber had developed the technology for 20 years by this point, it was just being upstaged by Vice. Vice had the right approach, retrofit another film, an older film, with smells at the right moment, rather than making a kind of theme park type experience you'd only go and see for the smells. Even the ads for Scent of Mystery, I think... I swear there's like a tongue-in-cheek undertone to them that suggests that they also knew that it sucked. So one of the taglines <laughs> ran, first they moved, 1895, then they talked, 1927, now they smell. <laughs> Tomorrow. Speeches, which were admittedly limited to 10 minutes, had to be in Latin. Ditch the ads and get a Sunday episode when you join Club Retrospectors. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.